If you are a human, then you value yourself, at least in part, based on the opinions of other people. They tend to base their opinions on what you do for them. These transactional relationships often lead to misery and resentment. Misery and resentment destroys value we have in ourselves and others. In this episode, Dr. Cashew clears up two major sources of confusion. One, the difference between love and entertainment, and two, the difference between caring for somebody and making their lives more convenient. Roll the intro! Good morning, everybody. Good day. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Cashy, and I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. We are covering some neat stuff today, some neat stuff, and it, as you can see, maybe by my background, you see that I, I have one of the single best things in the history of the universe, and it fulfills all of my needs. I will tell you why it fulfills my needs. There's a pie. Okay, there's a pie. And pie is nutrition, which is good. This pie has pie on it. So it is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. This pie, pie, is alliterative. Alliteration is also one of my favorite things in the world. And last, and possibly the most important thing, is that pie, pie is also... A pun, a play on words. So it really fulfills all of my needs at the same time. And it freaks me out. I just love it so much. And that that's what we're discussing today. <laughs> that's what we're discussing. Uh, it's fulfilling us some needs. Uh, being selfish comes up a heck of a lot. Comes up a heck of a lot. And I was going to say a heck of a lot in my line of work, whatever that means. But when I thought about it, it really is just coming up everywhere all the time. Good morning, everybody. Uh, the selfish patrol is on every corner, setting up selfish traps, waiting with their selfish radar guns just to chase you down to give you the guilt ticket. For Pete's sake. Selfishness is a motif all coaches see and all people see, you know, we all see it all the time. Uh, I think coaching puts you in an interesting position because it's most frequently seen as a roadblock insofar as if a person is feel, feeling selfish, is called selfish or acting selfishly, it, it keeps them from progressing. Now that's the, that's what happens in all instances, but in the context of coaching, it's a matter of trying to work your way around and through that so you can continue progressing. Uh, maybe you feel like you're being selfish. Maybe you're being told you're a selfish person. Maybe there's a struggle with being selfish enough. Whatever it is, I could draw a selfish mind map in front of my pie pie, uh, but I think you get the point. <laughs> I was reminded of this when having discussions around selfishness with some people outside of the coaching realm. That does happen once in a while. I was on a walk. And I was, I was waved over by my neighbors. They're having a little, little porch party. Um, no pie pie at the porch party. That would be great. Uh, and, and, and there were half a dozen of them hanging out on the patio. And I decided, okay, I'll mosey on over, you know, to watch humans in their natural habitat, live among them and, and see 
what sort of rituals and communications and paralegal and also like what do they do i could be among them okay and uh the topic of of selfishness and being selfish came up and this was a, a signal cascading and internalized nerd rant <clears throat> uh and this is my attempt at organizing it for you okay because you know things happen with the thoughts with the people and the stuff and so this is what's happening over the course of this group conversation i'm hanging back okay beard fully in hand elbow totally on knee right Ugh. elbow totally on knee right rapture right oh that hurt okay and I soak up the dialogue. I soak it up. Hear things like, I feel so guilty about being selfish. Or my family tells me anything I do for myself, it's all about me, it's all about you. Or maybe they say, it's all about them because they decided to do something for themselves, right? It went both ways. Even the thought of taking some time and effort for myself is selfish. Or even putting that on someone else, even thinking about taking time or doing something for yourself is selfish. Wow, I can't believe it. Only a narcissist would do that. The N-word came out. <laughs> narcissist, as it were. Okay? And there was a back and forth where the group wrestled around with judging themselves, judging other people for their behaviors and how selfish they were, how good they were, how bad they were, or whatever. It was quite an interesting experience hanging out with the humans. Okay? After, like I said, about 20 minutes of this banter, eventually the, the buck stopped at me, as they say. The buck stops here, there, wh whatever the saying is. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Again, beard fully in hand, elbow totally on thigh. Okay? I'm enthralled at watching their judgment ritual. And they wanted to know what I thought about how selfish they were, their family were, their friends were, whatever um, was on my priority list, okay? And absentmindedly, I did the most Dr. Cashy thing Dr. Cashy could ever do in a situation like that. And I'm back there with my, my hand in my face and I'm, I'm like, what does selfish mean? Right? <laughs> that's, what, that's all I could come up with. What does selfish mean? Uh, and their facial expressions all went through this, this synchronized, as if choreographed transformation of shock, irritated, bewilderment, and maybe a bit pensive. It all like, whew. I watched it all happen to all six people at the same time. It was interesting. <laughs> and those of you that have spent a bit of time around me may have probably seen this happen, right? A big group of people arguing over a morally charged subject, like selfishness or whatever, with zero regard to what it actually means and how their meaning they associate with it might just might be different from the person they're talking to. And they all just assume everybody sees the world exactly how they do. How's that for being self-centered? <laughs> We, we all do it. It's just fun for me because I'm sitting back uh, um, armchair commanding, as it were. And so that's why it's easy for me to, to pick it all out. But if somebody, you know, if somebody observed me in my natural habitat, it's just as easy to pull all of that stuff out for me as well. So every, everybody is culpable, as it were. <laughs> uh, so let's dive a bit deeper in how third person Dr. Cashy operationalizes selfish. I think it's a fun discussion to have. Also, tangent, I feel people often mix up a few things. This is a strange, I don't know why I'm doing this. I think of Meet the Parents. Um, a lot of people mix up loving somebody, entertaining them, being their servant, wanting to be like them. 
right? All these things are kind of like congealed. That's for another rant. I do think the topics are related, at least tangentially, insofar as many people think loving a person requires you to do and give things at the expense of your mind and body. Uh, for some of you, I think this may be review. That's okay. That's good. I think we all need reminding more than we need teaching, as it were. Uh, for some, this conversation about selfishness may be new and uncomfortable. Good. If there's anyone in your life to make you uncomfortable, it should be me. <laughs> I reserve the uncomfortability rights. Now, I see two basic selfish camps here. I see two of them off the top of my head. Okay. I see there are some people that say being selfish is bad. I don't care. Screw everyone. Okay. That was me. That was me. Uh, and, and then there are some people that say being selfish is bad. I feel guilty for anything I do for me and feel pressured to do things for everybody else. Like I said, I was in camp number one. Screw everyone. Let it burn. Uh, what selfish camp are you in? Everyone can kind of identify a little bit. It's always a little bit of both, but I think we all lean. We all lean. Do you see any commonalities between these two camps? In both, selfishness is bad. It's an insult even. And that obviously means the only one way to be good is to put everything you have into other people. I mean, you're really only considered selfish if a person is modestly inconvenienced by you or you fall short of their likely poorly communicated expectations of you. But that's for another non-alcoholic beer. All right. I'll, I'll generate a headline for that soon. Puts a line in your head, right? Uh, you have an intrinsic need to be valuable to others. Either you need to be valuable because you care about how people see you or you need to be valuable because it affects how you see yourself. Most likely it's a combination of both. And this means you have to draw a lot from your well to make it work. Okay. The value you do provide can also be tangible stuff and things or emotional morale and affection. Most likely it's both. This means you have to draw a lot from your well to make it work. <laughs> Putting everything you have into others is inherently nonsensical. If you continuously give, give, dote, 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 acting as everyone's doormat and short order cook, then what happens when you're empty? Maybe you know exactly what happens when you're empty. Maybe you know. <laughs> Maybe you know. And that reminds me, just as there are two selfish camps, I also see that there are also two basic givers, two types of giver camps. Uh, tell me what person you think is more valuable in the givers, okay? Properly fed, well-slept, fit, active, energized, clear-handed, confident, and decisive. Okay? It's a lot of good things. How does that person give? How well do they give? Now, what if, what if you're poorly fed, exhausted, sloppy, lackadaisical, brain-fogged, anxiety-ridden, resentment-filled, grouchopotamus? <laughs> who's better, who, who's more, more valuable to themselves and other people? Which person is in a position to, to provide higher level value, more value, and facilitate value exchange through reciprocity? It's kind of a mouthful. Uh, in other words, which type of giver is more likely to engender relationships that when you are valuable to people, even kids and spouses and family, that they are more likely to give back, filling you back up instead of draining you? Now, I'm breaking this down into what I think is the simplest way to think about being selfish, using highly technical jargon from the latest nutritional biochemistry paper I just wrote, okay? It has three scenarios and then asks a question. And it utilizes this, okay? Scenario one, 
You give your slice of pie away. Your pie is now gone with no more pie left to give. Scenario two, you let other people take your pie away. Your pie is now gone. There is no more pie left to take. Situation three, you have the recipe to make pie and you make pie a renewable resource for all the land. Hmm? Hmm. Interesting. Which person is more valuable to others? Which person generates the most value for themselves? Which person is in the best position overall? Oh, interesting. My favorite, my favorite. See how fast all this becomes moot? <laughs> how valuable of a person do you wanna to be to yourself, to, your, to others, people that you care about? What puts you in the best position to be valuable, to generate value? What puts you in the best position to generate value consistently, forever? This is how you operationalize selfishness, okay? This is how I operationalize it in, in like a one sentence. Securing what you need before giving others what they want. Securing what you need before giving others what they want. Does that sound fair? I think we can address conflicting wants and desires some other time. What we're discussing here is comparing apples to oranges, what you need versus what others want. Are you eating the way you need? Are you sleeping the way you need? Are you active in the way you need? Are you earning in the way you need? Are you learning in the way you need? Are you barely managing responsibilities in a way leaving you strained and drained? Are you lying to yourself, convincing yourself that sacrificing your mind and body is the recipe for care? <laughs> lying to other people, saying that you'd be happy to do things that make you want to pull your hair out. This is what creates conflict and resentment. This is what keeps people from acting in the ways that, that let them win, right? Where they want one thing and do another. That creates all sorts of strange conflict, right? This is the path that led to you harboring resentment towards people close to you. Even if you still love them, you can still resent them too. And yourself, right? It all kind of it commingles. And somewhere along the line, lies to yourself and others and resentment toward yourself and others became the outcome of caring for other people. Good gravy. <laughs> Good gravy. And anything else is shamed as being selfish. Many people wear this fatigue, resentment, and crippled body as a badge of their care for other people, like some sort of twisted Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> what a trip, right? Transitioning out of this uncomfortable experience is uncomfortable for everyone, to some degree anyway. Remember, there's always discomfort. Remember, you just get to influence how much. A good way I like to think about it is, do you want, do you want to feel, do I want to feel discomfort now, or do I want to feel discomfort now and later? <laughs> A lot of people think it's discomfort now or discomfort later, but it's discomfort now or now and later at least for this in context for specific situations anyway, okay? If you act in ways to make other people's lives more comfortable and convenient, if you cut down on those behaviors to get yourself what you need, then those people will feel as if you've taken from them. I'll repeat that. If you act in ways to make other people's lives more comfortable and convenient, if you cut down on those behaviors to get yourself what you need, then those people will feel as if you've taken from them. Why do they feel like you've taken from them? Because they feel like they owned that part of you, that it was theirs. It's the only reason to feel like you took from them. 
They, they owned you. They owned that part of you. They felt that way. Whether they meant to or whether it was unwitting, right? So keep that in mind, right? Sometimes it just happens. But, you know, it takes two to tango. <laughs> the reality is that it's yours, and for such a time, you are allowing them to borrow it. This means instead of you taking from them, they are giving back what is yours anyway. Fair enough? Fair enough? This is really the only way to show up and throw down. <laughs> Securing what you need before giving other people what they want is the only way to continue on a given path, on a giving path. Saving yourself from the lies and shame and resentment so many givers feel. But even then, they feel selfish and guilty to feel, to, to admit that they feel shame and resentment and lie. It's, it's this like weird cycle of garbage. It's really crappy. They feel selfish to even admit that they feel bad about sacrificing their mind and bodies for the entertainment and convenience of other people. <laughs> it's crazy. And this leads to a sort of depressive rumination that manifests as sadness, anxiety, a fatigued brain, and deteriorating body. Is long-term damage to your mind and body worth their temporary inconvenience? An interesting and surprisingly difficult thing to work through, especially when there has been years, possibly longer, of confusing and conflating wants, desires, entertainment, convenience, love, and needs. <laughs> For a lot of people, they've, they've managed to convince themselves and other people have managed to convince them and they've managed to convince others that maybe all those kind of mean the same thing. Now, if you need help wading through that swamp, Dr. Cassie's here for you. Uh, I've got your back. How does the level of fulfilling what you need compare to the level of catering to what others want? I ask that in, in earnest. Make a list. Write it down. Really, draw a line between my needs, their wants. Compare the two after you make an exhaustive list. How does that add up? If a fogged, fatiguing brain and deteriorating body are plaguing you, then you're in good company with other people in our group. Let me know if you need some direction here. Lots of people in our group have worked through it and now have amazing results in relationships with others because they meet all their needs every day, feel great doing it, and now they have the recipe for pie and make the most pie and provide for all the land. <laughs> They've got that advantage now, okay? They feel great about doing it, and now they can add more value to their lives and to the lives of others because of it, and there is definitely a ripple effect there. So I'm gonna go back to our, our pie scenario. <laughs> you can give your slice of pie away, your pie is now gone, and there's no more pie left to give. You can let others take your pie. Your pie is now gone. There was no more left to take. Or you can have the recipe to make pie and make pie a renewable resource for all the land. Hmm, hmm. Which person is most valuable to themselves and to others? Who's in the better position to generate more, better value for longer? For longer, okay. Oh, oh, that is, that is it for my rant for today. That was that was Dr. Cashy's fix about guilt from feeling selfish, operationalizing selfish in a way that makes sense to you, that's fair to yourself. 
is the best way to go about these things. Make sure to compare. Am I fulfilling the needs for myself and how does that compare to me um, taking care of the wants and desires and conveniences of other people? Compare those lists and see how that adds up, okay? Hand me back, everybody. I'm here for you. You all have an amazing day. I'll be back very soon. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>